What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest broadcast, part of the CSG and MHS Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Uh, with me today is uh, Greta Gerwig. No, no, not Greta Gerwig. Uh, with me today is uh, uh, the next best thing to Greta Gerwig. It is my friend, Trey Mitchell. Hello, sir. You know what they say. I'm no Tim Miller, but I'll do my best. <laughs> I've had you on more I've been frequently. Told I was the Walmart Tim Miller of podcasts. <laughs> I've had you on more, more frequently than Tim lately. Yeah, so. it's okay. Tim's, you know, on CNN or whatever. I'm, I'll, <laughs> <He's> the, <laughs> I'll take that accolade. He's the MSNBC guest on my podcast. Um, yes. So, okay, the Nuggets are in the finals. So I'm going to ask you the same question I asked uh, Tim in the uh, last episode what was your uh what's your what was your emotions when the 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 you, when you finally it finally happened and the buzzer sounded and the nuggets were going to the finals what was your what was your what was going through your head oh man it was a lot of things i i was shocked that lebron didn't get a foul called like i was shocked that they didn't call a foul not because i think that there should have been it's just because of the moment and the fact that he's LeBron James and the fact that it was the final play of a game where they're down two, And uh, I was just, I was shocked and I was happy. I like, like went to my knees. Honestly, it didn't feel how I thought it would feel just because I don't like, we haven't won yet. Right. So getting to the finals was great, but like it, th- that to me, this was all expected. Like, like it was like, you know, a check mark, you know, you're playing a game and it's like, it's a, it's a second to last boss that you need to beat. It's like, you don't like freak out over that. You freak out once you beat the final boss in 2020, when we beat the Clippers, I had more emotion then I think, because that was so unexpected to come down, to come back from three, one, um, same with the Utah series, like to come back. I just didn't expect it with this team. Like anything besides a championship to me would have been a failure. So it's like, Yes, I'm very excited. I love sweeping the Lakers. I love how that happened, but it's not done yet. Like the movie's not over. So it, it didn't feel how I thought it would feel just because I think the expectations for me were so high uh, that it was like relief more than anything. But yeah. uh, it was it was great. I Sweeping the Lakers, man. First sweep ever against that team. That's like that's like some movie stuff. Oh, yeah, I, I just mean, finished I, Ted Lasso. It's like the, it's, <laughs> that's like something that would happen in Ted Lasso. Well, what I I, I told Tim yesterday, I was like, uh, I, I just yelled out my window. I mean, I I was elated, but it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't. What a, do you say? Just sounds. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> but this is for Kenneth Fareed. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's like I I thought I would be more emotional than I was, and that and that is so weird to think about. But I think yeah. I had the same kind of thought that it was like, well, this is just getting to the finals. This is like winning if it's football is like winning the AFC championship or NFC championship. And, you know, it's like it's like winning, getting to that place where you are at the stage. And uh, that yeah. is where I, I have been at. And I, I, he, he and I talked at the end of the podcast about being about being weirdly confident. And I have been extremely confident about the nuggets most of these playoffs uh i, I was don't... a little worried going into the sun series i felt like that was going to be the biggest task I, I i really like i think the only time i ever predicted the la series i texted you i think is either you or nilo and i said nuggets in five yeah. i i really i really felt that i i didn't feel like the lakers had enough i felt like the suns just because of like durant and Booker, I guess you could have said the same thing for the Lakers with 
with uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron, but just those two I worried about more. And I think maybe it's just because of how much the media built them up. And uh, I don't want to use the media in terms of like, I remember in college, I had this professor who would get so mad anytime someone said the media, because it's such a blanket term, but okay. I'll say uh, large media outlets said how good the Suns were. It's like the way that this league is covered is it's a star driven league. And, you know, it's like, Oh, we got Kawhi and Paul George. Oh, we got Booker and Durant. It's like, well, you, you need more than that. It's there's yeah. you, you can't have Bisnak Biombo and Terrence Ross playing huge minutes. So <laughs> going into that series, like, you know, you saw everyone on ESPN picking Suns and six to seven and seven. And that rubbed off on me to the point where I thought the nuggets could probably could win, but it was like a coin flip to me. It's like, okay, if you win this, I think you win the championship and they won it. Honestly, they were fairly close to sweeping it. Uh, if Booker doesn't go shoot 85% from the field, they might've swept them too. And then you're looking at a team that went 12 and one in the playoffs, but all in all, like that game six in, in Phoenix was, was just amazing. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, it was relief and happiness, but like not, it's just, it's not done, you know? Right. Job not done, you know? And I, I, I think, I think I'm there. I, I, I just, I'm I'm at a point now where I just want him to want him to start playing, and that's tomorrow as of this thing. And it feels like forever, and it has been sort of forever that the Nuggets have been waiting for this Eastern Conference Final series to be over. And of course, they had, uh, they fixed the uh, um, the the uh, finals date in stone. So regardless, it was going to be the same amount of wait. It's just yeah. doing that. And I told uh, was once again told telling Tim yesterday. It's like watching that aesthetically unpleasing series between the uh, uh the the heat and the 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 Celtics kind of made me miss Nuggets basketball it yeah I, I tell people a lot of times that Jokic has ruined non-Nuggets basketball for me like it's just it's not it's not the same thing um I told my girlfriend Jess I was like I would bet a thousand dollars on the Celtics to win this game like there's no way that the Celtics can lose to this heat team like I just, I don't get it. I, I don't get how the Heat are here. I don't get how you can lose three games and go play a game seven in Boston and win by 20. None of their postseason makes any goddamn sense. And that scares me, honestly, because like on paper, this is, this is a sweep, but it's not it on paper. The Heat don't make it this far. Like I don't, I don't get it, but God, man, I can't imagine being a Celtics fan. They like, we got to the this is the first year we've ever been in the finals celtics have been in the finals at least one, like once you know the nba finals but conference finals multiple times mm-hmm. like they've gotten so close multiple times that have not been able to get it done that's brutal that's just <laughs> oh it's amazing that's, that, that, that shot of bill simmons in, in the crowd oh, like, that was oh, just that was I, that was amazing i respect him for, for doing a podcast immediately after though like uh-huh. I, I mean that I, I I listened to like half it. It was cool. He did it with his dad. It was yeah, just kind of nice. His dad. His his podcast on yeah. on the CBA was great. I don't know if you if you listen to that. It's the one he did before. Dude, it with scared Priscilla. the shit out of me. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap, no team is gonna to be able yeah. to keep a team basically based on that. But we're not gonna understand what are your <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a different podcast. Well, no, no, go ahead. What were you gonna ask? Just like what are your thoughts on why they would agree to that? I, I don't just know. like legalese that people don't know. Like, yeah, I, I don't it, get it. It may have it, been, it helps no one. I, I may have been because I think in, in, in some of these things, the players don't get all the information. And 
maybe if they get the information they don't understand i mean who would understand all the legalese that goes into any of these contracts you know and it sounds like the nba snuck a backdoor hard cap in and uh that is something i know for a fact that players if they if they if it was presented to them as a hard cap would never agree to so that is yeah that is uh, really really weird and it's going to present some issues for teams you know right i mean can they rectify it can they go in and alter it? Like, I, I don't, I don't know how that works. I don't, I don't know the mechanisms for that, but you know, that it, it, it is, it's a weird, but anyway, I would suggest everyone go listen to Simmons podcast with Brasillo about it. Um, because it was, it was really informative too. I mean, you learned a lot, but in, in that podcast, um, but as for right now, we're about to go into the finals and, you know, my my thought on this is that the 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 Heat don't have as many counters for the Nuggets as that that you know their 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 magic bullet is zone and the Nuggets have the zone killer with uh, Nikola Jokic and I don't I don't know exactly how the Heat are going to combat this I'm trying to not go into with saying that there's no possible way that the Heat can do this and that's not what I'm saying but I think that I just I'm trying to present a scenario where I see the Miami heat being able to really combat the Denver nuggets. And I'm, I'm struggling to get there. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think the way that the heat win the series is they just completely disrupt what the nuggets do in offense. Uh, the nuggets offensively, like, I don't know if there's any way for Miami to keep up. So the strategy is for Miami to just completely disrupt what Denver does. Uh, I know Miami plays a lot of zone and I think Jokic tears that zone up really easily. So I don't, I don't think that's something that you can do. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how the heat, like the heat are just going to have to throw out a ton of different looks. Like you're going to have to do zone, like two, three zone mixed with one, three, one zone mixed with like, I, I don't know. They, they have the best coach of the series. I think Malone's a great coach, but Spolstra is better. And it's like, I don't know what they can do to, beat Denver. I mean, you think about it, all right? Bam Adebayo, one of the best defensive players in the, in the league. I think most people agree with that. Maybe the best defensive big man. I think Jokic cooks him. I, I, I don't think Yo, I don't think Bam is the type of body that really disrupts Jokic. Um, he's not even the center in the state of Florida that I think plays the best defense against him. I think for some reason, when Doug Carter Jr. is really good at playing defense against Jokic. Um so I don't know how Jokic really messes up here. It's it's really just if the Nuggets don't make shots. Uh, I think they've been really good at, you know, we shoot a lot of threes. I know Miami has too. Miami regular season did not shoot threes at a high percentage, but they've been making them at a low volume, but high percentage in this. So Miami has to win. You know, if they're going to win, their role players need to really play well. Duncan Robinson is going to have to just they're going to have to make like 45 to 50% of their threes. And if they do that, you know, prop to them, they've got to be so tired. Um, And uh, yeah, I I guess just to answer your question for them to win, I think it takes disrupting what Denver does and playing the heat style of basketball, which is slow. It is getting Jimmy Butler, the ball, having him post up and getting, I guess like getting Aaron Gordon in foul trouble that if, if Gordon picks up two fouls in game one early, that's a really bad sign because he is tailor made to defend Jimmy Butler. He's the only guy I would feel really good about defending Butler. Uh, KCP 
is good, but he's a little short for and not as strong as uh, Jimmy is. I think Gordon Gordon has that. Besides him, man, like I guess Christian Brown, but I, I really you don't want to trust a rookie to defend arguably the second best player in these playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I I think the Nuggets win this series not nine out of ten times, maybe ninety five out of a hundred, but it you just never know because the Heat have just done everything the way that you don't think they would do it. They've won games that they shouldn't win. They go up 3-0 and then lose three and then win the fourth one. Sorry, win the seventh one in a completely... When Duncan Robinson is the one shushing you in Boston, like, everything's out the door. He he, he didn't play all season. I have an NBA 2K. He's a 74 overall, and no one will take his contract in 2K. That is what Duncan Robinson was, at least yeah. in on paper. So... <laughs> You know, it's funny. It's, it's, I, yeah, I, I was just thinking about it because I'm like, you know, foul trouble is a thing, and that is my worry on in 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 certain scenarios, specifically with. I'm not that this series. I don't worry about foul trouble with Jokic as much, but I do worry about it, as you pointed out, with with Aaron Gordon. Gordon is the one who's going to have most of the the time on on Butler, and. I think if it, what what we've seen with the Heat, Butler kind of makes everything go in their offense. He he gets attention, he drives attention, and I think they count on him that kind of discombobulating every offense. And if Gordon is isn't able to stick with him or 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 isn't able to stay on the court, that is where I think the Heat could make this um, something that we're not anticipating. And that is that is what has cropped up in the mind is like foul trouble. And I think he is the only one. Gordon is the one that I really worry about getting into foul trouble because that kind of throws everything off. The nuggets can still score point points, but uh, that is the, that is on, at least on the defensive end. That's, that's my worry. Yeah. I mean, obviously if Jokic gets in foul trouble, I think that's the worst possible thing just because he's, the sun that the universe that the nuggets universe revolves around. But uh, yeah, like the nuggets have shot really well in the playoffs. Like I said, I mean, Jamal Murray scores 32 points a game in the Western conference finals. There's been a lot of days off. You hope that that doesn't affect them in a negative way. I think for a team like Denver, it can only do it in a positive way. Cause they're everything from these media availabilities just seems like this, is a special team in terms of the individuals that are in the locker room and that connect with each other. Right. I listened to a little bit of uh, Michael Porter Jr. on JJ Reddick's podcast today. And uh, maybe in the past, a Michael Porter Jr. interview might have scared Nuggets fans for what he would say. <laughs> but I love getting an insight into his brain. And um, today, Mirren Fader of The Ringer, I know you shared this article, you shared this article too, but an amazing um, piece on Michael Porter Jr.'s back surgeries and where that put him. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, isn't it pretty crazy, Jeff, what happens when you actually talk to players and, uh, investigate yeah. the team a little bit, the stories that can, that can pop up and, uh, yeah. maybe Michael Porter Jr. is an interesting player, uh, <laughs> idiot, but compelling, um, if you will, no, that was, <laughs> yeah, but I, I just, I love getting into these players heads and, uh, it just seems like a special group. It seems like the Nuggets have seven guys, possibly eight with Christian Brown that they trust them alone. Trust. I don't know how much I trust Jeff Green, but they seem to, at least yeah. as an individual, they they trust him as a as a person that you know can think on the court. Uh, but it just seems like a special group. And I know Miami fans probably feel the same way with their team that they're like a team of destiny. But 
Uh, it'll be really interesting when Tyler Hero comes back, if he comes back, because it's very difficult to integrate a guy like him who is for less of, I'm not sure what other term to use, but like a chucker, you know, I know you, you like that term. He, chucker. they've yeah. been really good without him. And I don't know if integrating him really helps them specifically defensively. You can't play him and Struess and Duncan Robinson at the same, like only one of those guys can be out there probably at the same time. Right. So, uh, if Miami wins this, I will be really shocked. I don't want to underestimate them, but I just, I don't understand. Like, I don't, my brain can't comprehend how they're here with this team. I respect Jimmy Butler to the world's end, but like, I don't even know some of the players that are playing and I love the NBA. Like, I think there's a guy named Highsmith, right? Well, That's Orlando playing for them. Or... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know who that was. And I feel like I know every player in the league. It's genuinely crazy. And, you know, like if Bam's not on Jokic, like are they going to put love on Jokic? I mean, that's, that's borderline bullying. So I think the only team that can defeat the Nuggets in the series is the Nuggets, honestly. Like if Jamal just does not show up, like if he just, he, his shots don't fall, Michael's shots don't fall. Like you don't want like a game four where Jokic has to score 51. Yeah, I was thinking about this in a sense that I think that there are a couple things that have manifested themselves through these playoffs with the Denver Nuggets. And um, and I think the most important thing was in the in the series, the Nuggets could have easily let the the refing in games three and four get in their heads. And I think that I think that what happened was they had the mental fortitude to overcome it. And I think that part was kind of revealing to me because I, I don't, I don't, I, in the past, particularly when they went to LA, the nuggets would unravel with that. And the reason I bring that up is that the, to me, that is what kind of separated this nuggets team from others that have gone into a prolonged playoff run has been their mental fortitude and the way they overcame these sort of things. Because I mean, look, they were down by 15 points in game in game uh, uh, four and came all the way back in that third great third quarter run and in LA and, and won the game that is next level mental toughness. That is one place where I'm like, I'm completely confident in this team is their confidence. And I think that really kind of shows going into it is like how this team is different is because they believe in themselves. They know exactly what they can do. And I think when you're talking about a team who's trying to win uh, a, a finals uh, for the first time in the franchise history, or just a finals in general, you kind of need that confidence. You know, a lot of times when over these past few weeks with the playoffs every so often i'll think to myself like what does bowen's highland think of this and it's just it's crazy that he was on this team because i think honestly not to be a jerk but he's completely the opposite mentally of what i think this team is and i completely understand just like moving off of him because this is a championship championship team man like you you juxtapose bruce brown to bones and it's like I mean, one of the, like Bruce Brown would play 40 minutes a night if Malone could could choose that. Like he everyone on this team, it feels like our Malone guys, even Michael Porter Jr. now. And 
this whole season just has been my respect for him has gone through the roof. I, I don't know if he's going to be a, Den- a Denver Nugget for 10 years, five years, two, two more years, but just the maturity he's shown. Um, I, I think that's the thing that made me really believe in them. It's like Murray's been Murray for since he's just ever when he's healthy, he's Jamal Murray. Yoga just continues to get better. Gordon's the, always been that piece, but Porter Jr. is just maturing is just a great thing to watch. So yeah, I, I'm nervous because I really feel like everyone's picking Denver except for Nick Wright, which makes me happy. I'd be scared if he did pick Denver, um, Kansas city people, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm just excited for these finals to start. I'm trying to go to a game in Miami, trying to figure out the details about that. Cause I live in Florida right now. Um, wish, wish, wish I could be in Denver during this, this week. I have extreme FOMO fear of missing out for, all the cool things that I see on Twitter during this. And uh, yeah, it's hope the people of Colorado and Denver really appreciate what this team is doing because, uh, you know, we all know it's a f- football town, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way. There's, there's one team right now that's in the championship. Uh, so well, it's, a, I, it's an exciting time. It is. And, and, and let's go back to Mike for a second, because there's a JJ Reddick's podcast was really good with, with Mike um, and Duncan Robinson. Um, I only listened to like the six minute clip he posted on YouTube. And it was good. It was a good overall interview. You know, Mike is Mike's a, you could tell all he thinks about is basketball. He's, he's one of those guys uh, and, and religion. Um, But then there's, uh, you know, the article that came out, which kind of showed you the depths to which he was kind of fell after his third procedure on his back. And I mean, that has been a really, to me, an under talked about thing this year. You know, we always, we've been talking about Jamal's knee and we, we kind of haven't been talking about the guy that very much who's had the third back surgery and whose brother like is in jail right now because of uh, issues. There's a lot of stuff, man. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the player that he was like, I was with you draft night. I was at his first press conference. Like that person, the dude who direct the dude who DM me on Twitter to play 2k with him, that, that, that did happen. <laughs> and then he ghosted me. Um, I'm pretty sure Nick O'Hare probably just was like, Hey Mike, you can't keep, you can't invite people to your apartment anymore. Uh, but uh, no, it's I've it's what I'm saying all season. He's, he's so impressive. Um, that article was really illuminating. I know he's talked a lot about his relationship with Jamal and how those two guys like coming back at the same time from their injuries really strengthened their, their bond. Uh, and it's, it's, it's awesome. When Michael Porter Jr. was drafted, I, I was, I was pretty upset. Cause I was like, I don't want this guy like coming in here, ruining the vibes and um, credit to him, man. He, as a human being has just shown so much willingness to listen to coaching, to, he does what he can on defense and he's, he's six foot 10. He's tall. He can, he just stands, stands up and he blocks shots and he, he's awesome. And, um, you know, he's the kind of player where if he hits like two threes in a row, that team's not losing. Like the nuggets are not going to lose. If Michael Porter jr. Has five threes in a quarter, it's just, it, he he's our clay Thompson in terms of the ability to just break a team. X factor, man, you know, and I, and it's, and some of it is like, you can see the, the maturity in the way he answers questions. If you contrast this with the podcast that he did with JJ Reddick before the 2021 season, 
And it is it, it it's interesting the difference in the way he's looking at it, and particularly the way he talks about Nikola Jokic. He he doesn't, you know, before it was all in the in the the frame of of I can't believe this guy, you know, all that sort of thing. And it kind of and I don't understand him to I think he understands Jokic now, which is which has been something. I, I did a podcast about this like years ago, and it was like, how about they were existing on two completely different planets? They, like, they and, and that's why I was worried when yeah. he was drafted. Like this dude's completely. There's a really great picture of, I think, like his first time in Denver. Jokic was rebounding for him, and it's like, it's this picture that when this is all said and done in 15 years, like. That's the picture that I think gets framed. Uh, I don't know who took it, but I, I always remember it. It was Jokic just in street clothes, just rebounding for Porter. Porter was shooting free throws, and it's never, never forgot that. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's really cool. And you know, Jamal's comeback has been has been great. He's been great these play. I mean, really good these playoffs. So let's just face it, Jamal's been Phoenix series. I was yeah. kind of frustrated with him at times, but Lakers yeah. series, he dominated that. He, he was could have won, the, yeah, he was uh, Magic Johnson Award. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny that Jimmy Butler won the Larry Bird Award in Boston, and Jamal Murray won the Magic. Or, uh, Jokic won the Magic Johnson Award in LA. In, in LA. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah, that is that is just I I mean I love I love those teams losing. Oh, well, it's that in know, Phoenix. I it, I mean, yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix was more. I mean, that, they were little. I the Nuggets don't I really stand them, man. You you and I oh. talked about this a little how the Nuggets have really avoided having a rivalry for most of their history, and it's been kind of nice to have that angst show up a little, uh, specifically them so with much. them. I mean, with the the Lakers, everyone's rival is the Lakers, so it's a, it's hard to really count them as a rival. But the yeah. the the with the Suns, I we're mean, below a little, them a little bit with um, uh, I would say Portland, Portland, Portland with Damon CJ, like those teams played each other in the playoffs enough times. Um, I'd say the Nuggets with Carmelo, like probably the Jazz. I, I thought they they got into at times. And then obviously bit. the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and when I was in the '90s with a kid, it was it was Utah. Um, but I in the '80s, I don't remember there being any particular rival of the Nuggets. It was it was weird, but it was nice to yeah. it's it's nice to kind of get that angst and the blood boiling up a little and even in the the with the heat there was the markeith morris incident which uh doesn't seem to be a, any lingering issues it was it was a year ago i don't think they liked him i don't think the heat liked markeith morris <laughs> i don't think anyone i have hated that dude since college man he played at the university of kansas and my favorite college has always been the university of texas and they played each other a lot and i i have hated those dudes since <laughs> Um, Cold, my my favorite Cold. thing in NBA history though is still that freaking heat picture, man. After the after the game, like trying to get in the man. locker room, that my respect for them was just it cratered. I was like, if Pat Riley saw this, he would be ashamed. Did did you did you hear Butler's comment about that today? No, he said I wasn't yelling at Jokic, and what it was referring to that, and I'm like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you yelling at? That was the that was the weirdest thing. Like, I mean, you could see his mouth. He's like, "I will f and kill you." Like, like, yeah. I, I, maybe we, his brothers. Maybe Jokic's brothers. And I'm like, well, "What are you? Who are you?" Was it? We could have been. And then, and then, <laughs> and then, and then the Jokic brothers tweeting Marcus Morris afterwards because Marcus Morris tweeted like, "You punch like you like 
you punched him while he had his back turned you, bro. If someone comes up and punches me and then turns their back to them, that's that's their fault. <laughs> you know, like my like Jess, my girlfriend, she loves uh, the TNT post game, and so she like we, I think we yeah we we were dating by the time when when that happened. That was like. 2021 like november um but she like we, we went back and watched the tnt post game of um when they brought up the that incident and shaq said like you don't go and push a guy and then turn your back to him that is like weak like shaq was like i would have done probably more than what Jokic <laughs> did and they all all the players said that so Jack that's, that's how more. i feel if if Jokic did it if Jokic did it unprovoked i would have been really upset because i that's not cool but Anyone who listens to this podcast knows like that yeah. the Morris Pillars do not come into this league without a reputation and oh, just man. going and hip checking a guy with with the ribs, man. Don't don't do that. Well, Marcus Morris has been the better of the two. But... Yeah, and then he talks to the Paul Millsap and, and they they lose that series. And like... then they lost the series, which was which was another hysterical moment. I said that's do another you... potential rival of the Clippers, now that I think about it. But... I wanted to ask you a question. Yeah. Um in terms of former players who were in the Nuggets organization, who are you looking forward to slash hoping shows up to one of the games in Denver? Oh, uh, from the past? Former Nuggets. Yeah. I would I, personally, I would hope that they would invite back the 90s team, uh, the, the mid 90s. It's very specifically the 94 team. So um, Dikembe, right? Dikembe, but Dikembe's ill. So I don't, I don't know if he would be able to do it but um lafonso i I know lafonso would come um you know see if mahmoud is willing you know see if any of these guys would be willing to come back uh of course english and you know thompson if he's able to come across country um guys like that the the bit the the big ones uh issel's already out here so he'd come but i mean there's there's Mm um all the big ones, all the all the all the big hitters, because the Nuggets, as you you, I've talked about this a lot, probably too much. How how the Nuggets have done kind of a bad job of connecting with their past. They just don't they don't seem to have any interest in it. And I think this would be a good idea, mm-hmm. good job to kind of involve your your the past Nuggets in in what is your historic first time ever getting into the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. I think that would just be cool. See, for me, I asked you because I had just brought up Paul Millsap. Like, he's a guy that I would be really happy if he showed up to one of these games because signing him was a huge step into uh, showing that this team was serious and that they wanted to build towards the right direction. There are idiots on Twitter. I know if you follow me on Twitter, if you're on Nuggets Twitter, you probably all remember this guy tweeted, like, that was the worst contract in Nuggets history getting Paul Millsap. It's like, if you know anything about this organization, they don't get free agents. If you get free agents, you way overpay. So the impact that he had, maybe his last season, he didn't have a great impact on the court, but his TikToks were great. Um, and uh, I would love if like he showed up, Gary, um, those two. Like I, I don't know Monte by being traded from the team pretty recently. I, I don't know if that's a little fresh still. Uh, but like guys like, you know, that Mozgov, I would love if he showed up. Um, yeah, honestly, really just the guys that were part PJ Dozier that were part of this organization when it really took its acceleration. Uh, Jan Vesely, I'm kidding. <laughs> I always remember his socks. He wore socks that were so long and so high up on, on his legs. Um, I'll but, never forget the first no, time I, I remember after I, the Nuggets traded for Jan Vesely. 
and Aaron Brooks. And I'll never forget Aaron stand, Brooks yeah. standing there on the, it wasn't the practice court. We were in the main court in the, in the arena and going over to talk to Jan Vesely. And he's, and he just had this bewildered look on his face. It's like, yeah, I was traded. <laughs> and he just, it's, it's like this glassy glazed look in his eye. Aaron Brooks was like really yeah. talkative, but uh, yeah, Vesely was Dude, like, I, I don't even know. I had a signed Aaron Brooks card as a kid. It had like a like a piece of his jersey in it, and it was a signed Aaron Brooks card from when he was on the Rockets. And I just thought that, that was the coolest thing ever. I, I never. I also had a uh, Selvin Young. He was a Broncos. Was running back for like one season. He went to Texas. You never forget those kind of things. Very, very random. But uh, no, it's, you know, it is a chance. I don't think Carmelo shows up. I don't know if I would want him to show up because I would be worried that people would boo him and the f- ramifications that that would have. But uh, yeah, you know, it'd, it'd be awesome if Alex English shows up, you know, a lot of older players who, when you see non-current jerseys, it's English and it's Matumbo. So yes, yes, I see some Iverson. I a see lot some, of Iverson jerseys still. I see some Mahmoud Abdul Roof uh, jerseys. Oh, really? And then That's I cool. also I also see some Antonio McDice jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wonder. I wonder if Dice would come. Uh, that's a good question. I My know. most random Nuggets jersey that I have is Nate Robinson. <laughs> it was a discount bin at altitude. It was thirty five dollars. <laughs> Boy, I get. I get stitched. I've got unrepeatable Nate Robinson stories. Um, there are, I mean, just, it's like, oh, you just, you know, sparked a memory. That was the trade deadline when you're talking about Jan Vesely, where they, where they also traded Aaron Aflalo. Remember that? And, uh, cause that, that, that was the, there was some unpleasantness going on. Um, and, uh, do you remember they got Will Barton in that trade to and Portland. to Portland and, a player that I completely had forgotten. It, like a Wancho pick, right? Wasn't uh, they get the pick like for Wancho or something? It, yeah, they got that. They and, yeah, and then they got uh, Thomas Robinson. <laughs> oh, I, I thought he was going to be a beast. <laughs> who, I, dude, I was like, I, I didn't get it. He did not want to be here, so they bought him out. But yeah, so you just remind. I don't know. I don't know why I had a random Thomas Robinson was supposed to come back here in a moment. Yeah. Um. But you know, look, we. I think I think as far as this finals goes, I, I told Tim in the last podcast, I don't I don't have a series prediction, but I do have a I think the Nuggets are going to win thing at the finals level. Uh, the Nuggets don't have the track record in order for me to comp- confidently say they're going to win a win a, win a finals uh, in a certain number. But I do think they'll they will win. What are your feelings about what the Nuggets can do uh, in these NBA finals? It's like Miami is a team that I just have no idea because, dude, I like I've said multiple times, I don't, I my brain can't comprehend the players <laughs> that they have and the way and the, that where they are. I I just don't understand. But this Nuggets team is better. They have shown everything they need to show in these playoffs. Every doubt that I've had has been answered, whether it be defense or their players coming up clutch. I mean, Jokic hits shots that like at a regular basis that no human being should be able to make it's it's he defies logic um i I feel good but i've (laughs) 
it's like losing this finals would devastate would destroy me. So I don't even want to like entertain it because it's like we are this is the first one we've ever gotten to. And it's like nothing is promised in terms of future future appearances in the finals like you hope but i also i also have this lingering fear that Jokic retires in like two years so <laughs> i don't know um but i feel really good i'm just nervous i hope i'm able to go to one of these games like most certainly the one of the two in miami um just because mm-hmm. i live not too too far from there um and they're cheaper than the ones in denver i'll tell you that uh but i feel good I, i'm nervous i'm really ready for game two uh game three Sorry, game one. Uh, game two, I'll be watching it with my grandparents, which, which will be fun. They're coming down here, and they're not really – they're big college. They're big women's college basketball fans, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Baylor Bears. <laughs> yeah, you know, University of Baylor. But um, – Your dad's family. Yeah, so we're, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, yeah, my grandfather with my same name. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm excited to watch it, watch it with them. And just for people on a national scale, like it seems like people have gotten really to know the Nuggets more um, – recently and uh it's cool when there's something it's like it's like getting in on a stock like really early and then everyone's talking about it and you're like bro i i put in a hundred dollars in 2008 like right. like i've been here i, I know all <laughs> about this you're what are you doing or, or a show or whatever it is like an actor you feel like um, a hipster just something that you yeah or like a band i guess a band's probably the best analogy yeah. it's like they're like you were you were there when they were doing mixtapes it's like maybe <laughs> at the weekend uh so <laughs> I it, like it's them before exciting. They got it's cool. nervous. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I, I just I just uh, went to a concert. One one of my favorite bands called the Backseat Lovers, and uh, it was nice. But I two years ago I went saw them when there were like a hundred people at their show, and I was a foot <laughs> away from them. So this was like oh probably like a few thousand people. I was like oh, I miss the old times. <laughs> you were looking at all the people, and you're like I was there. There was only a hundred yeah, people here. Like, and you guys didn't even know them. You don't even but, know. Yeah. I am I am excited. I'm 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 nervous, but I'm I'm really excited. Like this is it. I there are moments in life, in my opinion, where like you spend your whole life waiting for something to happen, and then it happens and you're in it. Like we're in this moment right now, and it'll come and pass. And I just kind of want to like really remember how this feels and embrace like each game and every play just because like dude, this is it. Like, this is why you play the game of basketball is to get to this point. So I just, I want to, I don't even know. I, it's so strange because I've never been here really, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just so excited and yeah. scared. <laughs> yeah, me too. But mainly me, excited. Me too. Me too, man. I, I, it's just, it's uncharted territory, right? It's really uncharted territory. Um, yeah. We're kind of a poverty <laughs> franchise, but we're yeah. digging our way out of the grave. That's right. We're, That's uh, right. That's right. We're we're buying our first home now, so we're, yes, we're yes, starting yes. to claw our way out. Um, okay, we got food stamps. We, uh, so, before we uh, we go, let's talk about uh, your podcast. Uh, you've got a new episode out. Uh, what's what's going on? It's Mile High Cinema. So, uh, talk about your podcast and uh, whatever else you want to promote. Yeah, if, if anyone likes movies, um, I have a movie podcast called Mile High Cinema logo is based off the Nuggets Mile High City jersey and uh, just an episode with my friend Gustavo about uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2018 animated movie. I'm sure most people are, besides Jeff are familiar with that movie and probably saw it and saw it multiple times. I uh, did an episode looking back at that and then this next week I'm going to be doing an episode on the new one uh, across the Spider-Verse. Took five years but it's almost it's, it's finally out and really really excited for it. It's been my most anticipated film of the year. 
and uh yeah i've heard amazing things about it and um if it's anything like the first one it should be great so stay tuned for that we did a movie summer movie draft last week with uh, my friend tanner and my girlfriend jess and mm -hmm. i thought that was fun we had a bit of controversy at the very end uh, Jeff, I know you listened to it. I <laughs> had to forfeit one. I had to trade a draft pick because I accidentally accidentally didn't let Tanner. Tanner chose three movies instead of four, and I had to trade him. I had to give him one. It was, it was pretty upset. It was, <laughs> but uh, it was funny. Yeah, I, I, that that was the, fun. At the end of the podcast, I'm like, I think I think Tanner only has three. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's what I that's what happened to me, and I went, damn it. <laughs> he still kept his uh old Robert. Uh, De Niro movie though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. So he's, that's he's, my podcast. Jeff is on from time to time. Yeah, it was it's fun. So it's great. Uh, Mile High Cinema. Go be be sure and check it out. Check out uh, at Trey at the Trayinator on Twitter. Um, you can also check out Mile High Cinema at fifty two eighty Cinema. Uh, it is uh, go follow both. Uh, Trey is trying to get up to. I think. Are you at the two hundred followers yet? We're at one ninety four. Oh my god, six more. A lot of so. Nuggets fans have followed me recently, <laughs> which has been great. The Nuggets follow train has hit the <laughs> dude. I gained like hundred and fifty followers in the last week from like my personal Twitter from this freaking nut. Like I, I swear these accounts just <laughs> popped up. Like these people, these are not real people. I don't know like what happened. Oh, I've got, I've, I've had, like a, I gained so many followers. I have a bunch too. I, don't and get I'm it. Like, I, I keep, I keep wanting to do a disclaimer on my Twitter account. Doesn't tweet normally like normal people. Don't, don't follow <laughs> this for normal. Um, <laughs> so anyway, all right. Thank you all for joining me on the latest more cast. I'm going to be back after game one with a uh, breakdown of what happened. So uh, everyone go follow Trey. Goodbye.